Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Celeste Barber, great, Janet Jackson, Nasty Boys, great song. You like to go to Kids Bop Kids, that's their Sammy Hagar I'd go to. I went to see the Doobie Brothers. I'd probably go again. Good old Whitney Cummings. Yeah. Train and Ario Speedwagon. There's so many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Wow. That is a good, that's a good deal. You got to yep. visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. What is it? Livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. All right, before I tell you about Jeff Goldblum. Yes, what do you got? Before I tell you about Jeff Goldblum, I was just on the road doing this tour and uh, playing these gigs. And the new thing that's going on is that because Corona is not gone, but slowing down, these people that wait in the airport to have you sign stuff, and I sound like an ingrate, but I do love fans. I know you do. And it's fun when people come up. Count me as a fan. But when they are just have like these Funko Pops and these... (laughs) <laughs> posters and things but they get in the airports when you're on the road so they you, you get out of your gate and there's 10 people walking with you and i do one each because i don't i get a little weird out because it's they're very aggressive they're not fans yeah. so let's i'm gonna start with that they're just guys that go Sa-na. and then i go I'll do one each and then they don't accept that they walk you all the way to luggage i i lost a piece of luggage because i was too distracted because <laughs> they wouldn't leave you alone and then they walk you to your car then they drive to the hotel and wait for you. Anyway, so this sounds like I don't like fans. They're not. They just go sign this, use my pen, this corona, corona, corona everywhere. And then they have like a kid <laughs> with them to go, we'll sign one for her. She's your biggest fan. I go, what movie do you like? And she goes, who the fuck are you? I mean, they don't know. You know, they're just like no. a kid. They grab and say, make him sign this. And I'll yeah, give I've you been a in this 40 years and people come up to you and go, my kids really love you. And they're like seven. I'm like, well, what? I mean, what have I done lately? <laughs> and they go, he's good. They point over there to the, you know, luggage handler. So they didn't know. And then these guys were rough. And I lost a piece of luggage because of that. And then something else happened that was really bad. But other than I know that, what it's like that's the to, road. I know dude. what it's like to be David Spade because when we were doing the gig at the Wiltern with our friend Adam Sandler, yeah. I was being driven in in a, a black SUV and I was like, David, David <laughs> Spade. You know, so what I did, I put the window down just a little bit and I flipped him the bird. Goes, yeah, I got it. And then when they see I me, they go, up. David, where's Adam? He's coming. Uh, oh, yeah, Adam did the show. He's coming up. All about and Jeff Goldblum, by Jeff the way, was Goldblum, great. Jeff Goldblum, let's just say, Cool, dude. There's very few modern actors. Like in the olden times, you'd have very quirky voices, me being an impressionist. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum yes, has yes. a, like Nicolas Cage or Christopher Walken, he's got a very unique, uh, eccentric. Bordering on quirky. Ca- yeah. Quirky. But even when we're talking to him, he's like, and he's very, he's listening with you his hands. You are. Oh, fascinating to me. I'm mm. finding out that you... Yeah, 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 yeah. And he would put his hands near his mouth and kind of move like, his fingers around. Like I thought he was raptor. trying to interrupt us. Like, do you want to say something, Jeff? And he goes, no, you're fascinating. I just want to listen to you. And he would just move his fingers around his face. Remember he, that? He hosted twice. He, he, he was doing this interview, by the way, uh, from the Jurassic Press Park Press junket set. for Jurassic Dominion World or something? Or? It's... Or... Ju- as we call it, Jurassic Jurassic 15. Park. This time, the dinosaurs are big. I thought that was a great title. This time, <laughs> they'll scare the shit out of you. <laughs> uh, I knew a guy who used to do a bit about uh, the T-Rex 
couldn't masturbate. You know, the dinosaur with little tiny arms. And I was like, Give me that wiener. <laughs> that was his closer. That the this yuck, time, this the time, yuck, yuck. The uh, dinosaurs talk. We're going to get you. <laughs> this they have time, to go somewhere with it. This time, there's no dinosaurs. <laughs> it's just <What>? land sharks. <laughs> no, yeah, just... they have to keep upping the ante, and it's like, the uh, they're smarter than us this time. Yeah, they have intelligence. Well, I'm I'm afraid to have something to tell you about the dinosaurs. They get on the elevator, oh, and the what, elevator what, what operator's is a shark. Mm, all right. Yeah. The dinosaurs can talk, and they're poets. Uh, anyway, anyway, the movie's better than that. We saw the movie, and Goldblum is a stud. He hosted, he did a movie. sketch with me called Carl with a K, where I worked at a video store. And we relive that <laughs> movie's great i mean that's the kind of movie you want to see in the big screen don't Plus, he was in it. independence day and he was in jurassic park these are huge huge Ten mega movies. movies yeah i'm gonna ask him if he's ever met will smith did he meet him on the set yeah mm-hmm. and did he ever have an impulse to slap will smith yeah who in- punched who i think jeff goldman is six twelve. he's a very tall guy and which is all that matters in life. I mean, look at Instagram. I'm mad about it. He's just a great actor, and, and he'll delve into that on our podcast, yeah. just about his technique and just that he wishes he could do everything over again. <laughs> I thought he was very humble, wants yeah. to hang out with us. Yeah, he wants to hang out, and, and we will. Um, and uh, we'll stop talking be- so we can talk over Jeff Goobloom. Here we go. Yeah, uh, and by <laughs> the way, just so you all know, there he was doing a press junket. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not a full hour. <laughs> and- so it was a little bit, we're, we're a little hyperactive. Sorry, yeah. we're new to this and we're narcissists. But we're not even new anymore. We're just still bad yeah, at we're, it. We're, we've done it for, we've done 200 episodes. We're still learning. No, but it was, uh, the sound was a little iffy on that. And there was a sense that, uh, well, I was so excited just to talk to Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Just got a little hyperbolic. And uh, he'll mention his favorite movies. And you'll, you'll hear that list. It's pretty exciting. It is a long list. It is a long list. Um, Jeff Goldblum's done a lot of uh, sort of a quirky actor, uh, All right, tall man. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, take it or leave it. Yes, I've been in the same house for about thirty-seven years. Can you see the Des- L.A. Design Center from your house? Uh, I yes, we can see. Uh, you know the red and blue and green buildings. We can see okay. part of Chateau oh. Marmont. Uh, yes, right. we can. We can see that new uh, little lot that they just knocked down the the bank there at Crescent Heights and Sunset, mm-hmm. and that uh, many those many mm-hmm. uh, operations and now waiting for something to be built there. I'm getting it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're in the same neighborhood. Can I? Yes. Can I jump in uh, with a question about the El Pollo Loco there? Yes, um, <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. I've eaten there maybe 2,000 times and the McDonald's maybe 5,000 and they're really? both gone. All the time. Really now, shook me. I've, I've been there about 37 years. I'd never <laughs> eaten at that McDonald's uh, and I'd never <laughs> eaten at that uh, El Pollo Loco. There's now Pinchas Tacos down the yeah. block, but I haven't tried them yet. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, and what's that other place? Taco, you know, Pink Taco. Pink Taco. Pink yeah. yeah. Taco. Mm-hmm. That used to be. Do you remember when Pink Taco used to be? Pink. Uh, wasn't dot, that, dot. Wait a minute. Wasn't that, you know, um, 
you know, the Saturday Night Live, wasn't that the um, place where... Uh, oh, Roxbury? Th- yes, that was Whoa. Roxbury. Oh. And before that, it was Imperial Gardens, uh, yes. which was a location used for one scene in Modern Romance with Albert Brooks. God damn. Great movie. And Catherine Harold. Well, Jeff, you look like a model, and that's because you don't eat where I do. I want to meet your dermatologist. Yeah, you look great. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I, I'm falling apart. You guys look fantastic. Thank you, and I, I really agree. Listen, I, uh, <laughs> I no, I were I went. <laughs> you guys are in two separate locations. Uh, David, where where are you? Where, where are you? Um, just a random undisclosed mansion in um behind like Mel's diner area. Really? Yeah. <laughs> He's point yeah. point oh nine from me in miles. Yeah. Oh nine. Hey, do you guys remember? Because I love our whole neighborhood. Do you remember yeah. the Source Restaurant, which mm-hmm. is now that uh, Cantina, which I notice is closed all the time. I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen with that. Uh, and did you ever see that documentary about the Source <laughs> cult family that mm-hmm. was going on all that time while I was eating there? I remember that. I heard yeah. about it. Dana knows every documentary. I love, did you see it? I love documentaries about cults and cult leaders. I'm sure oh, I yeah. saw that I do one. too. Did you see Wild Country? Loved it. I'm fascinated it by pieces. people joining cults. Me too. Mm-hmm. What's that thing now on? I see on HBO Max, you see some posters around town it's what's it called (laughs) where it's an organization and they um and it's about losing weight where Mm -hmm. it's a it's a religious thing and they're losing a lot of weight there's a person with a big hair who leads it and it turns (laughs) out during the episode that i saw a chunk of they're they're spanking kids and they like the idea of spanking (sighs) kids have you seen that i i haven't but i've got it on my watch list I haven't seen okay. that. It sounds like most of them. Like the one where they, uh, the guy went and met with the Dalai Lama. Remember that guy? And he had, he, he has a, a, remember that one? They, they have all the girls come out and, and then he's like a smooth talker. And then at some point it turns into, guys, uh, I do have to have sex with everybody. It's like, it's so typical. And they should go, okay, it's bad enough you took all my money, but it always goes to sex the tr- and the, you have to go the through The trick me. is, is to be so human. Like they fart, they, yeah. eat, they eat chocolate, they drive Rolls Royces. And so they go, he's so real. It's almost like a double trick. Like, of course he's, yeah. he's not of this world. I don't know. Hey, Jeff, have you ever had cult people follow? <laughs> hey. Go ahead. I want to, I see Jeff pointing. What do you want to say about this? Oh, no. This? I'm just listening to him. I'm listening tell him more. to everything that you're saying. And I was thinking, you, you guys must love that movie, The Master, which I like a lot. I like P.T. Anderson very much. Uh, love everything Ooh. he does. Saw that movie three times. Obsessed by it. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I am too. Yeah. I, I think it's uh, brilliant. And there will be blood. And I like Inherent Vice. And I like mm-hmm. Phantom Thread. And of course, Boogie Nights and Punch Drunk Love. Uh, and I like Licorice Pizza very, very much. Can I ask you about Phantom Thread? Yes, sir. You're, mar- you're married. I'm married. Mm-hmm. David mm-hmm. might get Knows married. married people. What do you think the <laughs> overarching theme of Phantom Thread was? Because that was... Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis said, do we, what have we wrought? I mean, he told PTA, like, I can't believe we just made this movie. And the theme of it about the male-female dynamic. I wonder, you know, I saw it when it came out. So to have this uh, uh, um, 
in-depth discussion. I'd want to see it again and study it because I think it's very uh, uh, deep. What I what I noticed about that movie, the impression that I got was that in contrast to some movies that sometimes I'm suspicious of, it it Ooh. it um, talked about a relationship. It depicted a relationship that was in some ways a uh, tip of the iceberg, had tip of the iceberg elements that were alluded to, depicted, but that had roots and backstories and underpinnings psychologically <laughs> that were thoroughly <laughs> investigated, I thought. I didn't know what they were, yeah. but it was for us to figure out, uh, whereas some movies go, hey, we're vague. Here, we'll allude to something, but we don't actually know what it's what's going on. That was my impression, that he is very, very brilliant and entirely yes. thorough. And it, it seemed like the in the male-female dynamic, there is kind of like you sort of want your spouse to kill you in a way and you want to kill them. And that's part of the romance of it or something. Because he wanted to be poisoned by his wife. He clearly enjoyed, and she liked him being helpless. It's very interesting. Well, did you remember boxing Helena? Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. that has nothing to do with this. But yeah. I rem- I, I've heard him talk about, because I Just like all things movie. about behind the scenes and directors talking. He said <laughs> that he and Maya Rudolph yes, uh, his wife. were at home during one cycle where he got the flu or something. Yeah. And he <laughs> thought she was in, his atten- in her attention to him, particularly caring. And yes. I think that it, it triggered this story, he said, as I remember, uh, whereby, hey, I like this idea of being, uh, you know, docile um, and weak and and yes, and fem- yeah, vulnerable, you know, vulnerable. Yes. It brings out something is going on. I love that actress. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis was great in that, but I love that actress who was in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We could talk about that forever or a million things. I'm so happy to see you guys. <laughs> I really am excited to talk to you. Would you like to learn a new language? We. Oui. <laughs> See what we? I did? Oh. No, I said we oui, like French. Oh, okay. We, 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 we. I have, ever since I've seen Pepe Le Pew and his way with women, I thought, I want to learn a new language. You know what? I, I do have a, because uh, I'm, a, I, I do voices and stuff. I do like yeah. the sound of, of, a French language. Yeah, you're good at faking a language. I just do gibberish, but I want to actually learn. And that's, mm-hmm. I'm going to introduce you in the world to Rosetta Stone. It's the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. Yes, I've heard about this and talked about it for a long time. It's the trusted expert for 30 years. They have millions of users. 25 languages offered. So I think that pretty much covers the globe. You've got yeah. your Spanish, your French, mm-hmm. you were just talking about, Korean, Dutch, Arabic. Well, you know, Fast language acquisition. It, 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 there's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. That's the hard part, I think. That's it. And it's an intuitive process. You pick mm-hmm. up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's all designed for long-term retention, which is great because I took Spanish for 12 years and all I know is how to find a library. Yes, Donde, I know. Donde está la biblioteca. So this one, really, really, you retain it. I learned German and I know hast du 
Zweister now Abra. No, has to Bruder now nine Abra covers Zweister. That means have. Do you have a brother? No, I have, but I have three sisters. I took German for seven years, and all I remember is Gesundheit. <laughs> what does that mean? That means bless you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> someone sneezes. Gesundheit. Rosetta Stone, that's not going to happen. Another thing I love is they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. That's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Very important to being understood in a foreign country is to do it in kind of the rhythm of the way that language is speak. Right. You don't don't look like some clown. Desktop and (laughs) app options, audio companion, ability to download lessons offline. Mm -hmm. By the way, the Lifetime membership has all 25 languages. For any and all trips and language needs in your life, Mm -hmm. that's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. What are we waiting for? It's a steal. What is going on? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time. Fly in the Wall listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Oh, yeah. Visit rosettastone.com slash fly. That's 50. That's like the highest I've heard of. 50% Mm -hmm. off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash fly today. Let's get back to the happy to see us part because yeah. Jeff, first of all, Jeff, you sound like you, you have such a cool voice. You sound like an impression because people do it and <laughs> you have such a good voice. Uh, I like that. And you're six, four. You don't have to do anything. I don't even know why you got into acting. You already won. The, the so women love, love Jeff. women are into tall guys. And now I hate it because they always secretly were. And now it's on Instagram. Like we need tall guys and they're, they rule the world. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, I got enough going against me. I don't need, I can't help. Anyway, that's not Jeff's fault. <laughs> not totally. Jeff's fault. No, no, not, not a hundred percent. But uh, Jeff, I met you on SNL. I think that's where I met you. I didn't even, I forgot about this sketch we did a long time ago. And I looked it up. You forgot what, what a long time ago? You were on a show called SNL and I was a writer performer. That's Saturday Night Live. I've seen several of those. And I remember when you and I did, you did a spectacular thing where you were a a video, you were the, uh, the clerk at a video store and you said, yes, I guess whose number I have. I'm not going to do anything with it, but uh, I am a fan. Yes, yes, yes. Very brilliant. I watched that this morning, and while we're on the topic of SNL, we have a few questions for you, and we're going to bore the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> sit with us. Um, you when you happen. did that, you were you were. I looked at it again today, and I don't love watching myself. It was kind of fun watching you in it because I was so nervous just to be on SNL, and then I've got a star in it, and I was newer, and I'm trying to like not be on the cue cards, which is very dangerous to try to memorize it SNL because it changes so much, but I was the writer. So I knew what I changed and you came in and you've got such a casual, relaxed acting style, which is in all your stuff. You're great at it. And I really appreciated it more than that because you play things so real. It almost calmed me down and not be such a fucking goofy. I was trying not to be too charactery, but it is SNL and I didn't really know that much about acting. So I just thought you maybe should have beat me up during the sketch. Cause I was getting a little broad. 
<laughs> not as I not as I remember it. You've always been a spectacular actor. I loved doing uh, that. I was thank you, Jeff. You know, I don't know if you call it nervousness, but I was on alert uh, doing that show, and I wish I could do it now. I'll bet I would see that and think I could do it better now because I keep getting a little more something or other. But yeah. uh, I try to I try to improve. Can I ask That's you? Dana's I, I want to ask you a question, Jeff. That I noticed from the first Jurassic Park. And yes, sir. you and I, I was coming out of doing a acting class one-on-one -on -one with Roy London, and I met you, ah. and you invited me to jam with you, which was very cool, and I was so happy to meet you, but I remember in Jurassic Park, and I looked it up to make sure, it's like, I didn't know if they wrote your part as Elvis, but you're on the helicopter, and I go, oh, he's doing Elvis. I thought that's very Roy London is to do Elvis, but pull it back. And then at one point, you just started kind of roaring like a dinosaur. But it, but I, I did. I don't know if everyone noticed it. But you're like, wow. And I thought, is that is that you know Meisner? Is it London? Is it Jeff Goldblum? Or did I recognize that you were doing something that made it so charismatic and so specific? which is maybe part of your brilliance. But do you remember that? I'm not brilliant at all. You're so sweet. Um, I don't remember um, that I was doing anything like what I thought of consciously as a roar or anything. Yeah. I've seen that scene and I know, you know, I laughed in some kind of gurgly way or something. Yeah, I was yeah. But, uh, but now that you mention it, I think I... I I was I was coaching with Roy London mm -hmm. back then. Geez, what a wonderful guy he was! Yeah, brilliant. And, uh, and he had some always subversive, unexpected, you know, uh, uncliche ideas, mm -hmm. you know, to offer. And you know, but I you know I I, I loved Steven Spielberg on that. I remember feeling, uh, you know alive and <laughs> excited and uh, full of creative juice of one kind or another. I went to one Roy London class and then I was with Ivana, her, uh, his protege, you know, the, she started taking people when Roy was too full. So I knew that world a little bit. And, uh, I do think it helped me. I think it helped me a lot. And when I saw someone like you in something like Jurassic Park, it gives hope to someone that's just a comedian that wants to go in that world is like, you can be in this big movie. That's not a comedy, but having someone come in there and lightly weave in some comedic moments, is so important and you do it so effortlessly some probably written some aren't and and the more they let you do it the more confidence you get probably because i'd be scared around spielberg but to if he if he's letting you do that stuff it really uh puts layers in that movie that's so good one more reason it's a great movie well thank you so much you know i i i, I you guys are talking my language when we're not I don't want to bore anybody and if we you and I should just uh, we should all have dinner at Musso and Frank's or something and uh, <laughs> I'd like to talk to you guys for you know because I'm just a humble student of it and I, I but I would I, I'd love to talk about your ideas about what you're just talking about you guys are brilliant and um, and Thank how you. you how you navigate all, all situations like that which I'm still trying to do you know we made another mm -hmm. one of these and uh, and I, I love to talk about all Jurassic that stuff. Park world dominion june 10th yeah uh it's gonna be i it's saw it gonna be i saw awesome. it yesterday and the day before you're kidding what do you mean yeah, wait a minute I, you you saw I, our latest movie it. on two days he was yes, able the to first get it. day i tried to download it and the second day uh that was three hours and then the second day i watched it and uh i thought it was very interesting now it's so good 
I don't even think the dinosaurs are fake. I just think they're part of it because it used to be like, that looks real. That looks real. Now I'm like, so he's in a scene of the dinosaur, but everyone's so smooth at it. I, it can't be just tennis balls on a stick anymore. It's like everyone's looking the right way and acting and back and forth. And I really want, and the dinosaurs act a little better this time because they're very good, you know? And I thought it was a really interesting, great movie that people are going to love because it, it, it has all the stuff you want from those movies. And it's got to be hard to keep doing it and keep it great. A lot of great chase scenes where they just don't end. You're like, holy shit. Um, yeah. what's going on here, but it also real and looks like so and hard to the, do. Actually. The boys are back in town. If you know the reference, it's uh, Sam O'Neill, Laura Dern yeah. and oh, Jeff yeah. Goldblum yeah, together again. You know, Sam Neill, Laura Dern. Yes. Well, it's so great to hear you say that, uh, David, and thank you. I hope people like it, but Colin Trevorrow wrote a script with Emily Carmichael. That's, uh, that's, um, a smart. He's a he's a terrific director, and he's been thinking about this for a long time. And and to take all those characters and to make it into something logical and satisfying and uh, isn't an easy task. And oh. I think he did a great job. You got to be ahead of everyone because everyone's seen this. You know, you guys have done them before, and then you've got it. You've got all these people that probably it's harder to keep everyone happy and make sure everyone knows the movie's one step ahead of everyone when you watch it. And just so complicated that whole thing. And I've done movies of mine are a little, not simpler, but you know, we're worried about different things. And I just watch your night shoots and your craziness. And I'm just like, there's so much going on. There's so much fear and what's going on here and there, but did a great job. Everything looks real. It's great. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm proud of it. They, they, they did nicely. And Colin had this idea where the dinosaurs were not going to be CGI mostly. They were going to be <laughs> um, made animatronically. And John Nolan had a creature shop. And so they were there. Oh, okay. And they, they're, they're doing better than ever. The dinosaurs are bigger and more fantastic <laughs> than ever. And yeah, he did good. I saw Alf in there. Maybe I'm wrong. Was Alf? No, it wasn't. Uh, you're, th you're mixing this up with another movie. You, you <laughs> okay, may be seeing yeah. too many Maybe things. Maybe I didn't see it. Yeah, That's okay, the Will well. Ferrell. <laughs> when you get the script, Jeff, do, they, do you feel like they're writing for your character and, and also the Jeff Goldblum rhythm? Or do you kind of bring yourself to it? Because you do have very yeah. off-kilter, syncopated. And, of course, and they try to guess that? Well, I, I became a gigantic fan I, I believe a gigantic fan, my wife and I from the Big Chill, because we saw it so many times. We actually went to the Cineplex. We're trying to see another movie, and we heard the Big Chill was starting. We'd already seen it three times. Then we went over and watched it again, and we watched it four months ago. So that was the one where that whole cast was amazing, and that's where I really noticed your genius, or whatever you want to call anyone who can be in a film and be that natural. And, and so fascinating, your vocal rhythms, because that's kind of what I'm into, are so interesting. Anyway, I'll let you speak. I'm sorry, I, fa I fanned out a little bit. <laughs> no, gee, geez, I adore you guys. Th thanks, you're encouraging me and making me feel good <laughs> about all of this. All um, sincere. <laughs> Do you well, know how great thanks. you are? What about the fly? Well, I don't know don't about that. Don't get me started you know, with I the fly. Don't, don't let me get started. I don't even want to start with the fly. Yeah, you're not allowed. It's too much. That that <laughs> tore me apart. That was one of the most beautiful, sad, brilliant science yeah. fiction films ever made. I'll let you talk. <laughs> I get emotional seeing that too. David Cronenberg is a heck of a director. He's a mm -hmm. he's an amazing guy, and uh, and we worked hard on that in Toronto. Wait a minute, who's from? You know Toronto. Well, Mike Myers, my brother from another mother, is the ultimate Canadian. 
He was my partner in Wayne's World, Mike Myers. But I'm from you know a lot of people from think Montana. Dana and I yeah. are from Canada. A lot of people think I'm from Canada. A lot of SNL people are from Canada. Yeah, right, uh, but not you guys. I'm from Missoula, Montana, which is pretty close to Canada. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, um, You're doing- <laughs> I, I, I hope that we spend many, much time together. I have much, I have much to ask you guys. Yeah. I have, uh, I have much to learn, Mambo King. Do you remember that movie uh, where, where who says, what's the actor who says, you have much to learn, Mambo King? Mm, that's a good trivia. I yeah, think it was Dana. called The Mambo King. But who is that? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. St- yeah. Starring Billy King. Yeah. Hey, right. Jeff, do you remember? Billy Jean King, I think, was in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember I, when you, the first time you hosted SNL, do you know what it was for? It's usually for a, a movie coming out, right? I think the first one was for Jurassic JP. Park, mm-hmm. I, I think. Wasn't 93, it? 94, 93? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it 93? Mm-hmm. And, and that's when the monologue had, I think, didn't Laura Dern, wasn't she there? And she said- Oh, did she come do something? Yes. I think she might've come done something and said, oh, were those dinosaurs real? And da, 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 da. Or people keep asking <laughs> me, were the dinosaurs real? I should have done my research and seen both of those again. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I had a great time. And and the uh, and Aerosmith was the musical yeah. guest one time. Yeah. And in vogue, right? Yeah. Uh, free your mind on the rest free of your mind. Yeah. yeah, they were they were the the other ones. She had a good time doing those. You know, you had a sketch that I saw today. I just watched a couple, and you had a pretty all star cast. It was Canteen Boy, <laughs> which was, it was so ridiculous. And you were kind of mean in it, which is very not you. I realized you're never really mean in movies. I don't think. And uh, this is sort of a different. I mean, it's only a sketch, but you had hilarious Sandler being ridiculous canteen boy. Farley was in it. You had Joe Hartman, uh, Kevin Nealon, Tim Meadows. That was a that was a great one with everybody. What a cast. Hey, I want to see that again. Yeah, that was amazing, wasn't it? And then how about that one I did with Molly Shannon, where she's, uh, you know, the the Catholic girl. Uh, We did. And and we sang. Oh, she is superstar. uh, You sang a song. You know, last dance, last chance for love. (laughs) Yeah, we sang that. (laughs) Wow. That is right up my alley of my years, because I think Dana just took off. I had just left. uh, I must have just missed you, Jeff. I left in March or April of 93. Sorry, I think. And you were there later, maybe in the fall. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go over in detail. I want to remember all my experiences and and uh, uh, and question you about every experience you had. I'm kind of fascinated with SNL, really. And I see I see a lot of interviews with people and listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. and people talking about it. I, I can't get enough of that. I love it. It's a seminal experience for the host. That's good, or yeah. or the athlete, or the movie star, or whatever, going into live television with no prep, and for us who are unknown people, David and I, getting our break on a show with that much pressure, it never totally leaves you. It's a touchstone for all of us. That's why this podcast has been so interesting. And for you, uh, you know, what must have been experientially, how did you? I, it, it's like really intense hosting that show. It's wild. Yeah. They're picked and pulled. And I mean, what was that like for you? The quick changes and just. Uh, yeah, it was it was something I took it seriously as a, you know, and it was 
you know, un un unnerving and and exciting in a lot of ways. And I tried to, you know, just uh, do the assignment as well as I could and and work hard that week, uh, you know, um, in however I could do it and trying sure. to figure out how to do it. Uh, and as I remember, you know, I felt like it had gone okay but i'll bet if i saw it now like a lot of things from that period and even until recently i think i could do much better yeah. now i don't know something is broken with me recently broken free and broken uh i i feel like into into some new territory where i'm a little more uh confident relaxed connected to something that i can do uh, and I'll bet I could could make my way through something like that a little better. And where do you think that's coming from? Is it just being a dad or is it just where you are just over time being being a dad has been deepening and I keep working. So I keep getting a chance to kind of practice things. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, just from having done it, I think I'm a late bloomer in some ways. And uh uh, I, I, I don't know. I think I keep finding things that are my own recently. I don't know how to describe it. I'll tell you, you know, it's boring to talk about it I don't, publicly, no, it's not, but I'll tell, I'd it, love to talk it, to you guys about it. Oh, but something, oh something like we're going to have a long dinner and talk all about it. But I do think that uh, for me, too, I think the more you do something, the, being desensitized to 100 people watching you on a movie set and getting out of your own way and out of your own head in terms of here's my lines, this and that. I think there are people who are savants that maybe it was, you know, uh, Brando or people like that. There's other people who just get better and better and more confident and more movies and more TV shows. So I relate to that, to you just getting yeah, being better well, now. Yeah, I, I feel like that's my story. Yeah. Sandy Meisner was my teacher and he said, you know, it Whoa. takes 20 years of continual work to even be able to call yourself an actor. Uh, so he liked this, you know, 40,000 hours. He didn't say that, <laughs> but he liked that kind of, you know, continuity of digging, he said, was the way to get somewhere. You know, just keep doing it mm -hmm. uh, and it'll take you someplace. And that I think I had that in mind. And I think that's maybe why it, why it happened to me that way. I feel like it's happening to me that way. Interesting. You know, I, I call myself an actor after two classes, but maybe it was a little <laughs> rushed. But, <laughs> but uh, I, I think, Jeff, um, what happened with me with Con a little bit which might be maybe what we're all talking about is uh, the early years are almost constantly an audition and you just don't know if you're going to stay in the show business like right you do good and it only buys you six months and then where have you been you, and the next one better work and this better work and i think all of us get to a certain point where we go okay i think i'm just going to stay in show business i think it's okay like and then you can start being looser going i do care but i'm more cared about the right things instead of just Oh, I hope and it's it's not so fear based as it maybe it used to be. Maybe that that's it is with me. I, I relate to that. I think that's true of me, too. I was uh, I had plenty of I you know, I was I, I had uh, uh, terrors of one kind or another. I think I was excited and somehow confident from a, a belly full of uh, uh, inflammation or, or, <laughs> or fire of one kind or another. I really want to do this and I'm excited about doing that. But I was I think from also that Meisner thing. I think I took the other side of the coin of it and thought, hey, if it takes 20 years, I'm not really an actor. I'm just kind of doing this to practice. And if I get chances to do this, yeah. I, I hope they don't realize I, I ain't 
I, I, I ain't, I'm not an actor yet. And I think that gave me a kind of, uh-oh, uh, terror, and I think I overworked certain things, and you, you know, but yeah, but that that relaxed over a time, and you're right, something like, hey, you know, if I can't, if I, you know, if, if it's not in me, that's the way it goes, and if it doesn't work, but you know, this is yeah. what I like doing, and, and here it is, and somehow I'll find it. I will not, I don't have to get into some state of hyper you know <laughs> you know some incredible state i there's i can do it if i get a good night's sleep and pay attention to it and put a little effort into it i can solve uh, a problem in my way one way yeah. or another you know that kind of thing david whether you have a few weeks old puppy or a senior who's seen multiple decades any dog person like me knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet yep the farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with your lovely dog. Yeah, well, I've heard farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. And, you know, that's what everyone's looking for. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced. Uh, it's made from human-grade ingredients, safe, clean kitchens. All that stuff matters. Yeah. I mean, you love your dog. Why Why get the lousy food for your dog? Farmer's dog is the best. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed. Sometimes dogs- much lower quality. Yeah. <laughs> you, you put it in their bowl and they go, what is this kibble? And they knock it away. What is this canned goo? Oh, yeah. I've had our dog, yeah, look at the bowl yeah. and then kind of crank its neck up and look at me. And it was like, really? They go, really? Why don't you go first? You want a bite of this? Slop. <laughs> and it makes that sound. Here you go, dog. So Farmer's Dog isn't just no. higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It makes it easy to help your dog reach and stay at their ideal weight, David. And which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits, David, from healthier coat mm -hmm. and skin better breath, if you want to kiss your dog, and even easier digestion and smaller and better poops. Let's look at a clip. It doesn't matter if your dog's <laughs> young or old, it's always the right time to invest in their health for more happy years with your dog. Get 50% off your first box at farmersdog.com slash fly. Let the farmer's dog know we sent you. Use your code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. Looking to save on delivery? Dash Bash from DoorDash is your door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Dash Pass is an exclusive membership with DoorDash that gets you unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders and members-only deals and discounts. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, grocery from across town, or anything in between, Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. With $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on eligible orders, DashPass makes it easy to save at restaurants, grocery stores, and all your local favorites on DoorDash. DashPass pays for itself in two orders on average. Plus, DashPass gives you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, all for $9.99 a month. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for Dash Pass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. So, you know, on SNL, I think for all of us, and I'm sure as a host, it was really just 
controlling nerves. I mean, I, I think I was the most confident after I did 140 shows. The night I stepped off of SNL was probably my best show from my point of view. And it was just the 140 shows beat the shit out of my fear and anxiety. And so I yeah. think for, as a host, especially did your second time hosting, were you informed by the first time? Were you a little more confident the second time or both times were just like such an outer space experience? Yeah, maybe at that point. What was that? That's like 30 years ago or 25 years ago. Hard to say. Uh, yeah, you know, I was halfway there. I tried to get through it and I enjoyed <laughs> myself. You know, I enjoyed myself. Uh, but like I say, I think I think I could do better now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true of everybody. You, you got a feel for it. It's such a like a horse race. It's over before you know it. And, and if you're a control freak, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying, you know, everyone's sort of a perfectionist in this business. But if you think for a second you're going to be able to handle what's going on at all times and, oh, I got to make sure my costume is perfect. And let me look at that sketch again and fix that. Like, it just, mm -hmm. It's too fast. There's too much. You can't. You almost have to put your hands up and go, just go. It's like the quick change. You, you do a sketch, you walk off and hold your hands up and they rip your clothes off. Yeah. put the next thing on you and go, this is one of your playing astronaut. Go just 15 right. seconds. And it's so exhilarating that uh, the next time you go, I think I got to figure it out now. And you really don't. Yeah. But you have to just let go. And yeah, like yeah, Robert let go. used to say, you know, lay back and giggle. Um, yeah. It's something, but you know, I think I kind of, that's, I like that. I think I would like even more of that. Whenever it's like, hey, you can't possibly plan for this. Just give me something mm -hmm. to, to kind of figure yeah. out right now and I'll do it. Watch this. I kind of, I think mm -hmm. I like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that was, uh, can I ask you, I don't know. I do this with guests because I, I like putting people like you in context of when they were a young person. So, I just like to know, you could go real quick if you want, a toy that you remember from your childhood that stood out, your, a bicycle that you might have had, and a movie or TV show that lit you up. And I'm talking your formative years, you know, 5 to 12, 13 years of age. You have five seconds. That's a very good question. I remember I got an easel that I liked uh, and some Ooh, Crayolas okay. that I really liked. I see my kid, one of them is particularly just obsessed with making marks on things. He loves mm. painting. I got a, a sheriff that would, <laughs> that would automatically shoot you and some guns with plastic bullets and and if you got him before he got his guns up you would win this showdown i like that oh a helmet my dad took me to every steelers game in pittsburgh uh oh, home cool. game we had season tickets so when they got me when i opened up those shoulder pads and a helmet <laughs> that i could use with bobby d and again and uh, people on the lawn uh i love that yes so those toys uh i i i love that and then tv shows oh my gosh there were so many tv or shows movies. i used to watch yeah yeah talk shows i used to watch you know in the daytime during the summer mike douglas and don <laughs> shore i used to love everybody i love comedians Me too. i remember london lee we could talk about old comedians and london uh, lee uh, I yes you know i yes. was crazy about you know shecky green and jack carter and all, all those mm -hmm. guys i was crazy about that um merv griffin but yeah. uh you know i liked then when wild wild west came oh on oh my god ooh. dun dun 
Dun dun dun dun yeah. oh. dun dun dun. Artemis Gordon, that first that opening oh. with those four squares, yes. those drawings killed that me. That killed me uh, too. Ross Martin and uh, Robert Conrad, that just killed me. The monkeys, I was into the monkeys yep. those years. Mm-hmm. Gilligan's Island, very into that. <laughs> Andy Griffith, very into it. Dick Van Dyke, loved Laffin. it. Keep going, Dick Van Dyke, Andy Laffin. Griffith, laughing later. I loved it. The Stooges, I, I saw all the Stooges uh, mm-hmm. episodes, all the old Popeye cartoons. I oh loved. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just some of the stuff I love. But uh, big they made a big impression. Hey, and when and when Playboy after dark, I remember I was just a burgeoning in my in my um, puberty. That was cool. And I found on that you still had to I had to find it by kind of fiddling with that dial and you'd get some static and then go, oh, my God, I found it. I found it. (laughs) And uh, they'd get out of the elevator. Oh, my gosh. Loved that. And did you have movies along that time, be it Planet of the Apes? or uh, Jason the Argonauts or, you know, we're kind of from the same generation. I heard you talking about Jason the Argonauts with Tom Hanks just uh, today because I was listening oh. to that. Um, that made a big yeah. impression on me. Ray Harryhausen, I loved that tremendously. Yeah. But because I've been thinking about movies about inviting people to back into the theater to see movies, yeah. you know. Uh, um, the way the Arclight used to do. They'd bring yeah. them back and you'd see them in the big screen. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But yeah. in the movie theaters instead of on yeah. TV. I was, yes. I've been going on for the last couple of weeks at kind of memory odyssey. And my sister has helped because we saw movies together. I wrote these three pages of the, all the movies that I can remember seeing when I was a kid. Oh, in the movie can you theater. read them? Oh, we won't interrupt you. Can you just read a bunch of them? Okay. First run movies. Some of these will be so oblique, you won't know them, but some of them, you will stop me if you have any okay. interest in any of these. Ready? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Got Absent-minded it. professor, Fred McMurray, flubber, you know. Wow. Yes. The Blob, yes. Steve McQueen. Oh, Steve McQueen's oh. a star. Yep. Loved it. All the yeah. uh, uh, Jerry Lewis movies during the 60s, the Paramount years, Bellboy, Cinderfella, Disorderly Orderly, yes. Visit to a Small pa- Planet, Geisha Boy, Delicate Delinquent, Rockabye Baby, Nutty Professor. Love those. Avant-garde genius. Avant-garde acid humor. Jerry Lewis movies in the 60s. And then I got a chance to meet him. I was going to play his son in Max Rose. So I hung out in Vegas with him for a couple hours. Absolutely amazing. We'll talk about that. Uh, That's The great. Sterile Cuckoo with Liza Minnelli, G- Georgie Girl, <laughs> yeah. Lynn Redgrave. Yeah. yeah. Even Bridge these titles the would Quiet. never make the cut today. <laughs> Bridge on the River Quiet. Yeah. First first run. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> Loved it. Oh, Dana loves it. Love that. Colonel Bogey. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I saw it recently. That's a better movie than I even realized then. A real kind of war is madness. You know, anybody, any human being like Bill Holden who involves himself with mm. a war like that changes and becomes inhuman. Yes. Fantastic. And you're going to parse out when you show these movies to your kids. Because I showed my one of my sons, Bridger of the River Kwai, I think eight, nine, ten, something blew his mind. Blew his uh, mind. So, I'll bet. Well, that's yeah. a good question. I'd love to know what movies you show them when, because I'm going when? through that a lot. Yeah. I'm very passionate about that. Mm-hmm. Man Who Shot Liberty Valance when it first came out. Man, Lee Marvin was so brilliant in that. So scary. The coolest, weirdest bad guy. Oh, my initial, gosh. And Struther yeah. Martin and Lee Van Cleef in his gang. <laughs> Un- and yeah. and, and uh, Woody Strode. Unbelievable. Oh. Oh, we got a failure to communicate. Hush, yeah, hush, yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Well, Cool Hand Luke, yeah. uh, we saw with the family, cool Luke. unbelievable. 
What a stud Paul Newman was. What a stud. Toughest guy in Hollywood. The only guy who could go in the sweat box. He he drank 24 Budweiser's a day. No one could last in the sweat box as long as him. I know from his his assistant on that movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he was a tough guy. He could get in the, he'd go in the bathtub with ice with a straw and he would come out and he was just Paul Newman. I mean, he was just like, they just say he's the toughest guy. Because who's the toughest guy? They go, all the stuntmen would go, no, it was Newman. Newman was the toughest guy. He could take the most pain. No kidding. That's what I was told, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's right for that part then. We've got yeah. so much to talk about. HUD, the family saw together. and uh, HUD, yeah. Go ahead with your list. Okay. I, I love your hush, list hush, so sweet far. Charlotte. That's uh, Joan Crawford mm-hmm. and Betty Davis together. Yes. Gay Paris. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, uh, an animated movie. Robert Goulet sang in it. Mm-hmm. The first, <laughs> I, was at, I was at the right age when Dr. No and From Russia With Love and Goldfinger and Thunderbolt Ooh. came out. Um, I had changed my life. I was crazy about them. Forget about it. Our man Flint and in like Flint. Unbelievable. James Coburn. Yeah. James Coburn. Lee J. Cobb. Remember what the telephone sounded like in the office? Yeah. I don't know. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. Was Flint James comedies or not? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. You haven't seen yeah. those? I those are like, you know, the beginning of Austin Powers. You know, that's like taking James. It was the first time James oh. Bond had been satirized like that, I do believe. Yeah, yeah. And they had the Dean Martin ones, too, that he was doing. Yes, yes, yeah, satir- yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt Helm. Yeah, um, Matt Helm. I saw the first time Pink Panther was shown with that Henry mm. Mancini opening and Clouseau. Wow, 1964. Yeah. So memorable. 64, Psycho. My friend Bobby D and I went to see Psycho. Ugh. Unbelievable. Terrifying, at brilliant. Hard Day's Night. I had this crush on this girl. They were going, there's a field trip. We saw the Richard Lester Beatles movie. Unbelievable. Oh, I can't believe you liked it. Go ahead. 30 seconds, <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Keep going. Love, 30 love seconds. that. That's love all? That. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll give you a minute. No. Okay. Okay. Hard, okay. Diary of a Madman, Tomb of Lygia. <laughs> this is Vincent Price. I was a teenage Frankenstein. I was a teenage werewolf. Ega, the sadist. King Kong versus Godzilla. Gigo yeah. with Jackie Gleason. First movie I cried at. Mm. Gleason Jason, had the argument Sinbad, another Vertigo. First time Vertigo was shown. Oh, Hitchcock, Jim, amazing. Jim. The Birds. Yeah. Time Ew. Machine. Time Machine. Hey. Oh. Yeah, loved it. Yvette Mimiu. Weena. Hey, do you guys remember? <laughs> do you guys remember a movie after the Fox? Yeah, it was a World War II movie or no? no. <laughs> I recommend that you go back and look at After the Fox. Okay. It's Peter Sellers. Oh. Vittorio De Sica, Bicycle Thieves, directed it. Uh, Neil Simon's first screenplay. Huh. Burt Bacharach writes the music. Peter Sellers sings the title song, After the Fox. <laughs> it's be great. Good. That sounds awesome. It's, <laughs> I have a lot of affection for it. Attack the Giant. Sure. Gunfight at OK Corral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's Louise. Uh, right. The Fly. Come fly with me. Fly. The fly. Hey, under the yum yum tree. How about under the yum yum uh, tree with Jack Lemon? Jack Lemon. Yeah, he was awesome. Night of the Living Dead. Mm. Bye bye, Birdie. Breakfast at Tiffany's. The Incredible Mr. Limpet with Don Knotts. I yeah. saw it at the Laurel Theater when I was nine or ten. Loved it. I love your list, by the way. I've never met a movie fan as big as you. Bring that list to dinner. I want to bring it. Uh, Gone with the Memory Head, Cool Handler, Hud, Elvira Madigan, Billy, but I am curious. Yellow, Thomas Crown Affair, Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf, mm. Easy Rider, there Bonnie and Clyde, wow. In the Heat of the Night, The Miracle Worker in Cold <laughs> Blood, uh, Wait Until Dark, Paper Moon, The Last Picture Show, uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, uh, Lilies of the Field, Odd Couple, mm. 
Uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Yeah. The Graduate, MASH, Splendor in the Grass, Rosemary's Baby, The Apartment, Midnight <laughs> Cowboy, which Cassie and Sundance yes. get website, sorry. Oh, yeah, Funny yeah, yeah, Girl, yeah. Father Goose, Patch of Blue, Goose. Uh, a bunch of Cassavetti's movies, Shadows, Faces, uh, The List of Adrian Messenger, The Boston Strangler, Myra Breckenridge. Mm, Raquel Welch, that. X-rated, yes. Ooh. Nasty. Yes, Rex Reed, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, medium cool Morgan. They shoot horses, don't they? Jane Fonda. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. What's Young. new, Pussycat? Can, can Hieronymus <laughs> Merkin ever forget Mercy Hump and find true love? <laughs> wow. Right. I'm going to ask you one yeah. question before we. That's the best resume I've ever Do heard. they make yeah. them like they used to? I have to ask you. Because that <laughs> list brings me back. They do sometimes. They no, do there's sometimes. genius. Well, there are a lot there. of bad movies on that. There's some good movies. There's some terrific movies now. And, yeah, uh, you know, it's everywhere. But what a world. I love that you read us that list. That brought me back to just so many memories. I, I could talk for 20 minutes on at least 50 of those. Jeez. I can too yeah. with you guys. Yeah. I really want to arrange a, a date. We have a, re- we have a restaurant that we'll rename. Uh, we won't name it, but it's close by. And that's where we take all, all, all of us. It's close to and all of us. It's very quiet Great. and dark, and you can have a good conversation. So we would love that, Jeff. Yeah. Let's do and, it. And, the, and the good luck with the movie. Let's do it. Thank you so, so much. Good luck with everything there. And another great Thank movie you, in 2022. Cool Jurassic Park, World Dominion. The gang is back. <laughs> okay. You're so Goodbye, nice. Goodbye, Jeff. Take care, Goodbye, brother. buddy. Great Thank to you, see Jeff. you guys. Thanks. Loved it. Thank you. If you've ever been to the market for a new home, you know how home shopping can be. And that can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you actually do need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? Good question. What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Maybe it is. Why can't it? Guess what? It is. Now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better, hold on. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you See the agent's current listing and sales history. Wow. That sounds good. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information. All at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. It's blazing hot outside. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping. But it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro recharge kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero, David. No DIY experience needed. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro recharge kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hey, what's up, flies? What's up, fleas? What's up, people that listen? We want to hear from you and your dumb questions. Questions, ask us anything. Anything you want. You can email us at flyonthewall at cadence13.com. These are questions that people ask us and pretend they care if we answer. All right. Okay, go ahead. This is from Steffi Laffy Taffy. Her name's Laffy. Her last name. Steffi Laffy Taffy. I like that. I would call her that all day. Okay. Why don't we hear more about workplace romance in SNL? That's a, a, they're, they're always like a 12-parter. Is, is this an environment that just doesn't produce 
that tensioners are way more than we don't know. What? Is this an environment that just doesn't produce that tension? There is workplace romance. Humping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, aside from the obvious ones, like Emma Stone is married to a writer from there? Yes. Uh, Scar Joe is married to Colin Joe. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Pete and Kim. So that, and but when I was there, it was. First of all, you weren't supposed to talk to the host like that. You weren't supposed to even be in the same room with the host. You, you don't get to you walk the in their bad, dressing look, room. The bad boys came in. You guys, the girls <laughs> loved you. Phil no. and I and John Lovitz and Mike Myers, believe me, there was not a lot of action on that. I, I was married. Phil was married. John and Lovitz and Mike Myers were married for yeah. a brief period of time. I think we were all single. So uh, Let me see. Oh, yeah. I remember I did have a crush on Marissa Tomei when she was there. Um, after my cousin Vinny she came in to host and she was so adorable uh, looked through me like a borrow used Neutrogena I got hit on whenever I did the church lady that's when people would hit on that's me that's when the chicks would come out of the woodwork <laughs> I, I remember but like our hosts were like Glenn Close and we were 25 and you know like I saw Farley always hitting on Glenn Close he wasn't hitting on her but his oh, flirting funny. he wasn't drinking at the time and he used to chug beers in front of girls to look cool and so he had like a water or a Diet Coke and we were all by 8H and he goes, hey, Glenn Close and then she's just and then he goes like and he drinks the whole thing. As a, as a seduction? Yeah, and then she goes, mm. and then she goes, I, I think I got a rehearsal. And, and then he I used go, her whole are you chugging that to look cool? He goes, yeah. <laughs> he thought it was cool to and chug. And did anything happen at the after party? No. I mean, I don't know if we're talking out of turn here. No, but nothing. I just think he was just more trying to be that's cool. That's just, Chris being Chris. But yeah, so there's your answer. There are workplace romances at SNL, and that's a good question, even though you obviously don't know about the three big ones that are out there. So uh, mm -hmm. next time, really think before but the But mostly question. we're, SNL cast members are trying to survive moment yeah, to moment. You're not thinking. You're not really thinking. Action. Yeah, I'm going to, you know. You're just trying not to get fired at all times. Yeah. Fly on the Wall has been a presentation of Cadence 13. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Chris Corcoran of Cadence 13, and Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment. Production and engineering led by Greg Holtzman, Richard Cook, Serena Regan, and Chris Basil of Cadence 13.